We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Scott Turner, he is the guy, he's the target. For those on the surface, everybody, it's got to be somebody's fault. So Scott is becoming the unofficial scapegoat of why Washington's offense was erratic. At best. Of course, Sam Howe playing as confidently and competently as he did this past week. You know, everybody, oh, you know, they should have turned to this guy sooner. We knew, but okay, well, wait a minute. If Sam Howe looked as competent in that offense as he did and the offense scored 26 points, doesn't Scott deserve some of the credit for the quarterback being able to go out, execute like that. Nope. Not in Commander's fans' mind. Okay, I'm just saying. Here's the analogy. And they would also dispute the whole 26 points because the defense scored seven and forced 10 three outs. Scott falls in love. If, if, if there's anything, and look, I mean, one of the greatest – maybe the greatest play caller I've ever witnessed ever, Paul Johnson, was elected to the College Football Hall of Fame yesterday. Congratulations to Coach. He had the best feel for play calling I've ever seen. He never used, he held nothing in his hand. He put his right hand on the shoulder of the running back and he'd verbally tell him to play and send it in. With no play sheet in his hand, nothing. Really? Nothing. I didn't realize that. Nothing. That's how well he knew his offensive playbook and the option. But Scott, at times, falls in love with plays. You know, it's just like the girl you date two or three different times. You all keep coming back together because when you're together, in that 15, 20 minutes, it's magic. Mm-hmm. You know, you're feeling great. It's magical. It is a spectacular time. You see nothing but stars, and you're feeling great about yourself every mm-hmm. time you get together, those 15, 20, 25 minutes with her. And then. Maybe it might not take 15, 20 minutes. Wait a minute. Well, then speak for yourself. Then. <laughs> then. I wasn't talking about me, I was just talking okay. in general. Then, moments later, okay? The two of you are fighting like cats and dogs. Uh-huh. Okay, you didn't, you know, you didn't hold the door for her. Right, you didn't clean the dishes. You picked up, you dropped a napkin and didn't pick it up in the kitchen or whatever. You know, she starts talking on the phone to you know whoever. You dropped a deuce and left skid marks in the and, toilet. <laughs> whatever. Okay. <laughs> so seventy-five percent of the time, there's conflict. Right. But 25% of the time, there's you make magic. Sweet music. So you keep coming back together just because the magic. And we saw it in certain games, okay? We saw the magic of a Heineke late in the Giant game to salvage a tie. We saw 
Wentz to McLaurin late in the Jacksonville game to give that spark. That's the spark in the offense that Ron Mm -hmm. was hoping for Mm -hmm. when they brought him in. So in game one, they're going, see, look at that. Okay, we fell behind. We let Jacksonville back in. But, boy, Carson got that adrenaline needle out. Big play, quick strike. Boom. Just like they stuck the needle in Gwyneth Paltrow's chest or whatever her name was. Who's not Gwyneth Paltrow? Um, The chicken pulp fiction that got the – was ODing. And then they had to get the uh, adrenaline with the guy in the robe, the uh, redheaded dude who stuck it right in yeah, your chest. Yeah, I remember what you're talking Whatever about. Whatever her name I, is. I, I, I don't okay. remember. Okay, but that's what Scott, that's mm-hmm. that's what, who was it? Uma Thurman, oh, yes. thank you. Umi. Uma. Umi. Is that phone Umi. Does that phone system still exist, by the way? They used to advertise for, for years. Uma. Anyway, look it up. Google it. Um, but that's the adrenaline. That's what Scott and Ron were hoping mm-hmm. Carson Wentz would bring them. Yeah. Scott's like, oh, my God, I can call this play yes. now. The quick okay? strike, quick jolt, yes. large chunk of yardage. Yes. Because what happens? FedEx was FedEx was ablaze yeah. with people cheering, going, yeah. look at that, Terry. That's our Terry McLaurin yep. that we've been looking to unleash yep. on people right there. Yep. So that Scott Turner being praised all of a sudden – for scheming a great play, mm-hmm. now he's a villain weeks later because he keeps trying to call that play and Carson Wentz can't deliver it anymore. Right. Taylor Heineke can't deliver it consistently. Well, that's that's why I asked that question. Sam Howell threw it 60 yards and dropped it right into Terry's lap. That doesn't happen all the time, though, as we know, right? That is a very low percentage of course call, it is. design, yes. play, what have you. Now, when it works, it's... Again, sweet music. Curse doesn't, by the way, Curse on that play doesn't have terrible coverage. But what do we talk about all the time about a quarterback throwing a receiver open? Yeah. He threw Terry open on that play. No, you're right. Terry never had to break stride. No, you're right. Never had to break stride on that play. Here's here's the thing. And Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like why I asked that question was you sometimes get when something feels great, when something works right, you you get power drunk. You get, you know, like you were talking about. So I do think that affected Scott Turner's play calling, especially when they lost, when they had Carson Wentz at quarterback. And then it was further honed in. This is what we can be when I hit Deami Brown on a 75-yarder yeah. in stride over the on a deep post. And then I hit him again on a much shorter play, but a but a post corner mm-hmm. in the back of the end zone for 30 Still an explosive some odd yards. Play. Exactly. Still an explosive play. So Scott, I think Scott, when he had Carson Wentz before the injury, called one offense. When then he gets Taylor Heineke starting with the Green uh the Green Bay game after the Chicago win. I think I, I think that was it. He realizes he he can occasionally call the deep shot, but that's not where you can live. That's not the neighborhood. That's not the high-rent district that you can live. But the notion that you can't stretch the field with Taylor Heineke is, again, not a smart notion because you can. You just can't do it all the time. You can't do it as much as they wanted to. And I think – and I I guess circling the wagons here, if you look at – okay. Again, I I think Scott Turner struggled to find that sweet music balance that you're kind of talking about where it's not great fireworks explosive all the time, but it's, not to use a Jim Zorn term, it's above staying medium where you're just humming, where you're just just in cruise control. Scott Turner struggled to find that rhythm, Pete, where 
But Interchangeable it, quarterbacks that, and offensive line could get you to where you wanted to be. Isn't that what div- what separates yes. the great play caller Absolutely. from the average well, play caller? Well, because if you though. look at Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Just Shanahan's the, okay, not throwing majestic example. bombs perfect all the time. Perfect example, though, to, that I want to bring up. Do you sense a great deal of change in the 49ers offense with Purdy no. as opposed to Garoppolo? No. And without Debo Samuel? No. I don't. Without Debo Am Samuel? Am I wrong? I don't. No. Right. I see even more production, believe so, it or not. So that so so that's the thing. I think Scott struggled there. Then when they finally started getting into which is where like I was told in mid-ish late October that Ron was getting frustrated with Scott. Like pretty damn frustrated. And if things didn't change, there was gonna be change. And then all of a sudden you start, maybe it was because of Heineke. Maybe it was because of the offensive line. Maybe it was because John Dotson missed five games in a row. All of a sudden you started seeing the fingerprints, the DNA change of the offense. The one time we had, which was very short, where we had Leno, Norwell, Larson, Turner, uh, Lucas. Right. For that short period of time you had them on the offensive line. Yep. Which at that point was probably your best combination. And with Dotson out for a, a good part of that stretch, there if was, not all of that stretch. There was some yes. success. Now, but, but Charles Leno said yesterday, mm-hmm. we had an identity after the Philadelphia game or leading into and after the Philadelphia game, but for whatever reason, we kind of went away from well, it. Well, okay. They didn't right away, no, but, but for whatever reason, they, he here, felt they went away from here's it. Here's the football felony committed by Scott Turner and the offensive staff. Mm-hmm. How does somebody not go into the press box and punch Scott in the face and say, look, dude, fourth and one, we have to have our best combination of offensive line, running back, all in the game at the mm-hmm. same time. Put the freaking quarterback up under center, mm-hmm. okay? And and let's run short yardage that way. Okay, because but he did. I mean, in fairness, he did that one time, one time against San Francisco, right? One time, and it failed. And, and it failed because his quarterback didn't get any right. leverage uh, on a, on a sneak with his legs. But you and maybe can- Brian Robinson was not involved in these short yardage situations because he was. Really banged up, as we on found out. All of them, it's look. I don't know. There were like four I mean, he instances. Play, he was playing, but right. but then but all of a sudden he can't practice and play. Four instances, though, that we cited I know. I know. where short yardage and he's yes. not on the field. None of them. Okay, the pitch to Williams trying to yep. send him out left against a defense that can fly. That's just you. a moronic play. I'm with you. Look, look Scott Turner. Ron against, didn't call that play. Scott did. Right. Scott Turner against the Giants in the Sunday night game only rushes Brian Robinson 12 times, 14-3 at the half. I justified it a little bit by saying, look, this is not a big play offense. This is not an explosive offense. Down 14-3 and not much going for you. You got to find a way to crank up the band a little bit. And everybody had a problem with Scott Turner not running – Brian Robinson more because Brian Robinson was ripping off six, seven, eight yards a chunk, and he kept going to that stupid Curtis Samuel jet sweep, fake motion, eye candy, reverse, whatever, <laughs> and it kept getting blown up, and the quarterback stunk, uh, and 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 all of that. Because you have to set that play up. You've right. got to set that play up by doing yes. some things that get the defense moving in one direction, so Curtis can beat you, you know, going in another. And then the next week, it was almost like. Okay, I mean, you could tell Ron or Scott self-evaluated or Ron marched into Scott's office and said, 
damn it, run the ball more. Because then, all of a sudden, in San Francisco on Christmas Eve, Heineke starts humming, second drive of the game, third drive of the game, whatever it was, boop, 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 third and eight, third and nine, third and ten, bing, ding, 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 first and goal at the five, we're going to run the ball not once, not twice, not three times, but four times, four times on first and goal from the five. There, listen, the biggest criticism that you can have for, for Scott Turner is – he lacked a sense of feel. He lacked a sense of uh, touch. What did you say the other day that I like so much and I've already forgotten? Uh, a sense of, um, I forgot the term you used, but it was. Uh, it, 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 you it, have to have a feel for. Maybe it was you know, feel. And yeah. Maybe that. Maybe you used a different term. But, but, but I think that description that you said last week that I like so much, that I like so much that I've already forgotten it. (laughs) But the examples that I'm giving you are exactly what I'm talking about. Dude, run the ball more when your running back is ripping off eight yards of carry. Look, they had a 21-play drive. Throw the ball when your quarterback is humming. They had a 21-play drive in the Cleveland game Yeah, where – you they know, ran the ball seventeen times. Ran the ball seventeen times. Right. I mean, that's that. I mean, that, my that gosh, was, that's like that's like Navy, almost better than Navy football. Okay, so <laughs> I mean, that's that so that for. was a rare case of where I think he understood the feel, the touch, the pulse, the rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. But what did he do early in that game? Came out throwing two out of the first three plays. What happened? A terrible little flat screen pass that was overthrown from five <sighs> yards away, and then an. Absolutely mind-boggling interception. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was that drive, the Cleveland drive, twenty-one plays right before the half two weeks ago, was one of the rare times where I think Scott Turner was dialed in, where everybody was on the same page with what makes sense, what's working, what we can do, and maybe it was because they just found a way to dig deep for a period of eight or nine and you know minutes. What? And not only but that, it was one of the rare times all year that it, that everything seemingly worked in cohesion. But if I'm Scott Turner and I, obviously I get the autonomy from my head coach that I get at some point, doesn't Scott have to get on the headset and say to coach Rivera coach, I need four in there. I can't call this stuff right now with Wentz in the game. He's not, we can't throw the ball effectively with Wentz in the game right now. I, I've got to put four in the game. Uh, because to me, he bears some responsibility on that as well. It was obvious. It was apparent to everyone on planet Earth, Mars, Jupiter, all within viewing of, I mean, because Mars and Jupiter uh, were right next to the moon uh, at night uh, during that time. It was obvious that Carson Wentz didn't have it, did not have it in the Cleveland game. Right. Get four back in there with your your season was on the line. Your season was on the line. If you lost, there was a chance that it was over, Harry. Right. And you chose to well, go down. Well, you didn't know that at the time. Look, if I, I can't believe nobody <laughs> I'm just teasing. I can't believe nobody knew that. I'm just but teasing. If they didn't maybe Scott knew it and forgot they, to tell look, Ron. If they if <laughs> hey, they Ron. If they didn't, Ron. if nobody knew that, that's organizational awareness one oh one. That's malpractice. Okay. So, but at some point, Scott as the play caller has got to be like, damn, I'm not going down with this guy. I'm going back to four. And if I have to take credit in the middle of the week to say, yeah, I told coach, I, I just needed Taylor. Taylor gave us a better chance to win at that point. And I went to coach and I said, put four back in. Right, but that's not Scott's decision. 
I mean, Scott has obviously a heavy hand or an influence, Scott, but it's not look, Scott's decision. Okay, great, great point. Great point. Because my, my son just worked for a head coach that was hard-headed as hell and co- cost them their program. Um because he wouldn't, he was not, he would not be flexible on on stuff. If I'm Scott Turner and I'm the offensive coordinator responsible, I'm the guy. Ron's not getting killed by the fans and the media. It's Scott. If I'm Scott, I have to go to coach and say, Coach, I need the best personnel in the game right now. And the best personnel is number four at this point. The best personnel is number eight. Who's responsible? Give me some answers on who's responsible for fourth and one. And Brian Robinson not being in the game. Who's who's responsible for that? If Ron and Martin come to the press conference today and tell give me an answer, be honest with me. Say that that's, you know, that's something that Scott has to get with Randy Jordan and Jennifer King on to make sure that Brian Robinson's in the game when we call that play. Mm-hmm. Okay? Joe Gibbs wasn't calling 50 gut without John Riggins on the field. Okay? He wasn't. He wasn't calling 70 chip. Look. Fourth and one in the Super Bowl. Oh, I know. Okay? I know. Okay? Fourth and one in the Super Bowl. They weren't handing the ball to Otis Wansley. They were giving the ball to John freaking Riggins. Okay? Those are those are the most important plays of a game when you have a chance to score a touchdown. We talk about, Chris, all year about how scoring in the league was down. And one of the reasons why, go look at red zone numbers. Yes. And the team's settling for field goals well, as opposed to touchdowns. Yeah, well, look at the commanders, how awful they were in goal-to-goal situations Absolutely. and in general in the red zone. But I mean, if, I, if I don't have my best personnel on the field, that's my fault. Right. Okay, if the defense makes a play, clap it up for them. They made a hell of a play. Right. But if I consistently have short yardage plays and I don't have my best personnel on the field, I don't have my best I'm running back. You. Like I said, Walter Payton was on the field when the Bears had fourth and one back in those days. I'm with you. Because he would go flying over the top. The, the commanders were 25th in the red zone in terms of converting, converting touchdowns. You want to take a guess where they were goal to go? Uh, probably worse than that. I'd say probably 28th. Uh, worse than that. 30th. Worse than that. Last. No, next 31st. Yeah, next to last. But number one in time of possession and 24th in scoring. So there was... And, and, so great, we hogged the and ball. Think, right. We reduced the amount of possessions in the game, which is what we want, but we don't maximize what we're right. getting out of our possessions, so we lose they, the yeah, game. They, they moved the football all over the place at times. They just couldn't execute, which is where most teams do, again, struggle to score because it's a shrinked field and whatever, as our guy Ben Conti, or a.k.a. the Washington Post leak. <laughs> I guess he was one of his, the nine talking his, to Sam Fortier. His, his, his Twitter sub-handles yes. are awesome. Uh, he says, inside the 10, our TD passing plays is either a corner route or Dotson on that slant from the slot. And that's enough. I'm glad Ben brought this up because I forgot to mention this as part of the Jacksonville game, but it was the Jacksonville game and also the Detroit game. Remember Jahan Dotson from the right slot from one, from the one-yard line before he gets hurt, he had two touchdowns in the first two games of his career. Mm-hmm. And f- I think three overall and four four in the first three games or something like that, but he had two touchdowns from the right slot inside. And I I think they, again, sort of fell in love with that a little bit. Then they lose him, right? Mm-hmm. They lose him after the 
Dallas game in which he scored a touchdown on basically a corner route from Wentz, perfectly lob pass, back corner of the end zone, all that. They lose him, so that hurts you in the red zone. They don't get Brian Robinson ramped up until a couple of games later, so there's this like period of mishmashy whatever. And then they can't find that rhythm again when Dotson comes back. And as good as McLaurin is, as good as he is, Terry's not Terry's not great in one area. And that's to me finding a ton of soft spots in the end zone. And some of that, maybe a good deal of it, is on the fact that the quarterback often stinks. But I would say that's not Terry's strength. Right, but here's also another thing, too. Vaughn brings up a point that I made earlier this year that I told you from watching film I couldn't believe. They were starting a quarterback in shotgun, which is normally at five yards, and then having that quarterback take a five- to seven-step drop, which now all of a sudden you're 10 to 12 yards behind the line of scrimmage. And you're asking... Your pass rush, your your pass protection to hold up for that long a period of time as you're allowing these routes to develop, and that became an issue. Well, are you asking your pass rush to hold up, or are you saying we have to do this because we don't have the pass rush to hold up on a traditional no, five because, step drop? No, because what you're already at five steps, right? So you but, could. But they, they they must not have felt, especially on the interior with Norwell struggling, the merry-go-round at center and right more, guard that they could. That's hold even up more and, reason to have that guy take three more steps from that point and get the ball out of his hands. Three more steps instead of five to seven yes. steps. Yes, get the ball out of his I hands. Mean, logically, yes, that that certainly makes sense. I mean, but I'm at eight yards. A, if I if right. I you know, but there had to be a reason. Whether it was Wentz's inability to move, and com- coupled with his howitzer of an arm, or Heineke's inability to ex- see okay, and right, launch. But how do you explain his inability to hit a guy seven yards to his left? I, I, again, this was the problem with Carson Wentz when he came here. This was the problem with Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. This was the problem with Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. I saw that. I think everyone else saw that. Ron and Scott apparently didn't see it. Or they thought they could fix it. Well, there there, there you go right there. Every coach thinks they can fix yeah. the problem guy. Yeah. I'd love to know the percentages on how many times the problem guy gets fixed. I bet it's pretty low. Yeah. I bet it's pretty low. I bet you it's pretty low, too. Just like the substance abuse guy that 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 they try to revive 50 times, get his career going again. I can fix him. Well, no, it turns out you can't. You know, it turns out you can't, unfortunately. 99% of the time, that person does not get themselves fixed mm-hmm. and become a productive player for you. Let's get your thoughts on it here in Touchdown at 10. 301-230-0980. 35 minutes from now, Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew, scheduled to speak with the media. We'll try and bring you some of that uh, activity and get some reaction to that in the 11 o'clock hour. Your thoughts right now, Scott Turner, the scapegoat, and why on this Washington offense and its inconsistency in production. 301-230-0980, streaming live for free. Take us everywhere you go on the Odyssey app. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, we're halfway home on a Tuesday morning. Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew scheduled to speak. End of season presser coming up top of the hour. 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us. Scott Turner, the scapegoat? Warranted or unwarranted? How much would you put pin on him? How much would you pin on the players and lack of execution. 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us here on a Tuesday morning. Percentage-wise, before we hit the calls, give me Scott Turner's guilt as an accessory to all this. I would say percentage-wise, he's about, in my opinion, about 30% of the problem. Wow, you think that that light. Yeah. So you think the other 70% is on... Injuries on the offensive line. Right. And and the offensive line not being constructed well enough. Right. And inconsistent performance by the quarterback. Very much so. Because, like you, we all go back and watch. There are plays to be made. There are plenty of plays to be made. Now, there are plenty of times where Scott Turner drove me crazy. Sunday night, running all that jet sweep stuff with Curtis Samuel, which Mm -hmm. the Giants were honed in on, knew was coming, and shut down from the moment, and Scott kept going back to that well. Uh, Again, I I mentioned the sequences that drove me crazy. Taylor Heineke throwing darts all over the place, third down, bing, bang, boom, 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 all down the field, first and goal from the five. We're going to run, 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 run. Okay? Um, I, I mean, listen, Scott Turner is to blame for part of the problem. He is not all to blame. He is not mostly to blame. But yes, he deserves. Listen, I'm going to say this. I'm going to throw this olive branch to you guys. Scott Turner, I if I was making the decision, Pete, and I was Ron Rivera, and I'm looking at getting fired if I don't have a winning season by potential new ownership or by the same ownership, guess who I'm 
letting go. Of course. If not a cosmetic and surface change, that's it. The head coach never fires himself, Chris. Never fires himself. Especially when he's the grand poobah. Right. 0980. That's how you get to us. All the lines are lit, as always. The show rocks. You guys are unbelievable every day. We'll start right at the top of the list. Let's go. Dean in Gaithersburg. You're up first. What's up, Dean? Fellas, um, yeah, again, you guys are going in the right direction today by, you know, kind of giving Scott the benefit of the doubt. 30% is unbelievable. Uh, I would say more 80%. Um, but you did start to show out with we're talking about coaching. Coaching right now in professional sports or the sports period, AAU, all that you said your son dealt with it, is the most underrated talent in sports right now. If you put a good coach with good talent, you're probably going to get great results like you just saw with TCU Georgia. You, you also explained that uh, Smart comes out of an olive tree, out of a tree of Alabama. Again, the reason why Notre Dame kept going in there is because they couldn't get good talent. At the end of the day, coaching is what we're talking about. And, and, and Ron has made too many bad decisions based upon – his GM position and his coaching position. He's let go almost uh, every good coach other than Ron, um, other than Jack Del Rio. You saw what Jack Del Rio did last week or last Sunday. He dialed the defense up to play good football. They trust Jack Del Rio. They don't trust Ron. They don't trust Ron. They don't trust Scott on the offensive side. We bickering. We fighting inside of the inside of the building. Come on, man. Come on, man. Again, I'm going to leave it with, you, with y'all with this. Coaching is the most underrated talent in sports. And I, I can talk that way because my teammates were Ocho Cinco, Steve Smith, out of Santa Monica. And the coaches made them do what? Run the route. Mm-hmm. Run the route without anything. If you don't do it, if the quarterback don't see you, if the play's blown up, Ocho, you better run the route. Steve, you better run the route. What do those two boys do? Y'all have a good night. Dean, appreciate you. Appreciate you. 301-230-0980. What do coaches tell you all the time, Chris? Run the play as we tell you to run it. If it doesn't work, that's on us. You freelance and do something on your own, that's on you. And remember, remember, isn't that what Jack originally tried to say about Chase Young? Yeah. Well, that's what okay. Ron has been preaching since day one. But But you can have that. You can have Terry and Jahan and Curtis do what they're told to do. But if the quarterback's laying on his ass... There's nothing that that you can run the greatest route in the world, but if the quarterback is laying on his butt or can't throw the ball to that person consistently because of a lack of skill, whose fault is that? Right, but well, well, again, that therein lies the question, right? You have to have eleven guys doing their job is as it, coach, is as fault, Is it Scott's fault that Ron got him Wentz and and Heineke as his two options? Made him play with Wentz in the biggest game of the year. I mean, here here's the thing that we don't know. How much influence did Scott have in in lobbying for Wentz? That that's what we don't know. Right. And and what uh, we'll probably never know. Right. But I mean even right. if he gets fired, we, we we aren't gonna it's not like Ron is gonna be like, Well, the reason why I fired him is because he stood on a table in a suite in Indianapolis <laughs> while shoving egg rolls down his throat, <laughs> saying we needed Carson Wentz. Oh man, the former you know, the former Oakton High quarterback getting raked over the coals. I, I mean, remember Ron said, "I'm the bleeping guy. Yeah. I'm the 
bleeping guy that whipped out the papers and took out the papers and the trash. Let's go to line two. Jonesy's in Greenbelt. What's up, Jonesy? The dynamic duo. Good morning, fellas. Man, it's a pleasure to listen to you guys. I'm going to be honest to tell you the truth. Jonesy? Now, check this out. I'm going at least 55% problem and fault of Scott Turner, and here's why. You call the place, okay? You see, and you uh, you alluded to this earlier, Chris, yeah, you you have the feel, you should have the feel for the game. If you see that the run is working more than the pass, you should lay heavy on the run. Now he done that later, but it we he didn't do that earlier in the daggone season, and that could be the difference because we have had guys um, that was running the ball between uh, uh, Gibson. And, and and even McKissick before he got hurt. I mean, these guys were getting carries, and my God, they were making a difference inside the game. But you don't stay with it. I mean, but that's the one week. Another week comes along, and believe it or not, again, no feel for the game. The pass is there, but the, it's not the deep pass. It's the short pass. You you, you don't stick with it. You, 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 I mean, you have a tight end that could get separation. You don't even put him back in the game. So, therefore, I mean, come on. I mean, Amani Rogers, he got the one pass. You're like, wow, you know, you need more of that. So stick with it. And force these opponents, the opposing defense, to stop what you're doing if what you got is working. It seems like he's just sporadic and he just wouldn't stick to whatever game plan he had for whatever was working. Sometimes you have to change a game plan on the fly on a, a Accustomed to what is working, and he it just we never just never saw it. And Ron, I fought him because he should lay on it. Oh, well, wait a minute, the run is working. Let's stick with the run. Oh, wait a minute, that short pass is working. Let's keep going back to that until the opposing defense that we're playing stops it. I never saw that until probably late, too little, too late. Other than that, guys, I like it what you're talking about. Love it. Have a good day. Jonesy, appreciate it. Um, You know, look, here's the – and, again, when we talk about the difference in uh, personnel that you have, and we – again, Kyle Shanahan is an easy one to point out. Okay? He's taken Brock Purdy. Their offense doesn't look like it's changed. Certainly executing at a high level. Maybe it's – maybe Kyle has simplified it. Maybe Kyle is only calling a handful of plays, and San Francisco's just out executing the other teams – with a handful of plays. But I've seen I've seen a pickup. I mean, George Kittle. Dude, George Kittle has become all of a sudden the great weapon again in that offense. George Kittle was not almost non-existent mm-hmm. before the Purdy uh, you know, entering into the lineup. And and certainly Kittle being healthy mm-hmm. has a lot to do with it. Jonesy brought up Armani Rodgers. Armani Rodgers was hurt an awful lot. What happened to Cole Turner and all the greatness we heard about uh in his route running and ability to catch the ball? Uh, in, in preseason uh, I, and in training I, Again, camp. I knew that was going to be such an Chris, overrated storyline. How many times did you see 85 go in motion I know. and block here of late and no targets? Yeah. But this was a guy that this was the guy that was going to be the next Jordan Reed. Had that Jordan Reed skill set. As it turned out, Armani Rogers probably was better. When, when he got hurt in the preseason and, and knowing that he couldn't block or that he struggled to block at Nevada, 
I just knew that this was going to be a lost okay, year. Then for why Sherman. were they doing that with him so much late in the season? Because they they didn't have a choice. What other choice did they have? You, you can put you know, John Bates in that role. Well, I mean, John Bates is in that role too. I'm just saying. I mean, I, every time if I if I need a block, I'm going to use 87 over 85. I agree. But I mean, at some point, if you're going to be a tight end, unless you are so dynamic, i.e., Jordan Reed, you have to learn how to block. Right. right? So, okay. I mean, so, Logan Thomas is not a right. great blocker so in throw, line or in throw, space. It, why can't you throw 85 the balls you were throwing 88 at, at one point? Because maybe 85 is not is is not um, what do you call it developed in the system oh. and, and the and oh, the routes really. I mean, but he. I mean, but he in was fairness, running, he was running routes in training camp in a I know, preseason but in that everybody fa- was like, "Oh, this." Yeah, but but that's against air. That's against oh. you know the same oh. system. That's this against oh. the same air? defense. That's um, air. Air is a hell of a defender. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, there's all sorts of reasons. Just because of what we see in July and August or May doesn't mean that's how it's going to be when the games actually come on for real, right? But I mean, but, sometimes okay, but here's that's my but here's my case. point though. We are depending on a guy that you admitted struggled at blocking. Mm-hmm. We're relying on him to block in key running situations for this football team. So to me, that is that's poor play calling. If I have to depend on if I well, every play for every play to work, you need eleven guys right. to max out what they can do. Let me ask you this: What what happens if you want to run twelve or thirteen personnel besides John Bates? And I mean, you could say right. Logan Thomas, but Logan Thomas is not a great blocker either. But if besides okay, John okay. Bates, who else are you going to ask to answer the? But bell? you're answering your own question. Mm-hmm. Why call twelve? Why or thir- call that personnel? I mean, yes. and that's fair. But can you run eleven all the time? Can you run three wide receivers, one back, one tight end all the time? If I mean, you do it a lot, but you can't do it a hundred percent of the time. If I'm right? going to call a play that can't be executed, and I know it can't be executed. I'm if if you're praying for execution as opposed to knowing you've got execution. Maybe he executes it in practice. But you just said against air. No, no, I'm, I, you're talking about in mm-hmm. August. No, I, right. You, you know what I'm saying is maybe during the week. Uh, Cole Turner is proficient. Mm-hmm. It, 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 like maybe Juan Castillo. Maybe, saw, maybe Juan Castillo told the coaches, "Hey, he's shown a lot of improvement right. in his technique. Seems exactly. to understand it." Or maybe Juan Castillo shouldn't be co- coaching the tight ends because he's flip flopped back and forth on both sides of the ball. He hasn't coached tight ends in twenty five years. That's not. That's not Juan's fault. No, I'm just saying. I mean, maybe you know, maybe there's a lot of maybes and a lot of reasons and a lot of. You know, I, I and mean, ultimately, look, you're looking, hey. especially in December and January, you're looking for guys to have made steady progress. When the t- I'll give but that Juan, doesn't always mean that and the progress is I will give is, Juan is Castillo credit for this. When those tight ends were healthy, Chris? Yeah, they were rock and rolling. And they whatnot. all look like they can yeah. catch the ball. Exactly. They yes. all look like they can yes. catch the ball and make and plays. And I will, I will also tell you this. I was watching Juan Castillo closely the other day in short yardage situation. I mean, that guy is way fiery, way more fiery, way more enthusiastic, way more energetic than I thought he was. I thought he was kind of like one of these old school grizzled, you know, kind of coaches. Uh, listen, I, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't blame nor give credit to coaches like everyone else right. does. I just don't. You know, but I'm, I'm just saying, pointed out what I pointed out. The bottom line is the tight end group wasn't good enough this year. It wasn't good enough blocking in line. It wasn't good enough blocking in space. It wasn't good enough in the red zone. It wasn't good enough um, 
really in any in any spot. Logan Thomas was the only player to go on record and say, "Look, yeah, we didn't, you know, we didn't get enough. We didn't do enough. We fell short." You know, uh, others chose to speak, and I'm sure Terry was part of that. Uh, others chose to well, speak. And I not- mean, don't assume. I mean, that's well, that's not fair. All right. That it's not fair to assume an anonymous player is a player. So, but I mean, if you're a reporter and you're, but we don't know if Terry uh, politely right. declined Fortier saying, I, I "Hey, I, I, he, I'd like to speak to you he, anonymously." He apparently liked the tweet or or whatever uh, it was. Uh, right. I'm just saying, yeah. you know. But maybe. But look, I look at it. I also look at it as Logan saying, taking some accountability. That saying, "Hey, yeah. as a group, we yes. left we left plays out there." And that's my only point is that Scott Turner deserves blame because Logan Thomas strikes me as an incredibly yes, professional guy. Absolutely, Scott Turner deserves blame, and he should get fired, guys. Again, let me be clear. I said yesterday on Twitter, I said yesterday on the show, a week from now, meaning next Monday-ish, I'd be very shocked if he's still the offensive coordinator here. Somebody is going to feel the brunt of 18 points a game. Somebody is going to have that happen. Here's the one There's thing. There's one guy here's that the one you can thing. change that makes a difference. Here's the one thing I miss about Dan exiting, basically. And I think that's pretty much we. I think we're confident that that's happening now with him not even being at the last game of the season at Sonny's Jersey retirement, all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, allegedly, them removing a lot of their personal, you know, stuff from their, you know, uh, suite and everything like that, as have been alleged mm-hmm. uh, here. Um, Dan would have fired this whole lot yesterday. Dan would have. Dan would have said, "All right, we, we're old school." Dan, yeah, yeah old school. Dan would have yeah. just said, uh, "Enough. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go get somebody else." Yeah, he so. de- listen. Whatever you want to say about Dan, he definitely mellowed in some areas. I don't want to say changed, mellowed in some areas. Well, as Again, evidenced remember, by Jay getting yeah, a second absolutely. contract. And, absolutely. Uh, and, and look, I mean, I, I'll say this, too. Uh, the one thing that will always freak me out about the, the Snyder ownership is owners usually fail because they don't put, the, they don't put enough resources into what they're doing. Dan didn't fail because he didn't put enough resources no. into it. It was who he hired with those resources Correct. that burned him uh, along the way. 301-230-0980. Rooster's got to look at what's trending. All right, we are awaiting Ron Rivera and GM Martin Mayhew. They are expected to meet with the media one final time this year. And the last media availability of a lost 2022 season coming up at 11. We will try and bring you a portion or as much as we can of that right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Meanwhile, the Georgia Bulldogs rolling up a 65-7 burger last night over TCU and Sonny Dykes to win a second straight college football championship. The Nationals just announced they will play the Yankees at Nationals Park on Tuesday, March 28th, a noon, uh, 12.05, actually, uh, conclusion to spring training before the regular season begins, according to the NatsReport.com. The Nationals agreeing to a multi-year deal with uh, outfielder and potential DH Corey Dickerson caps off to Philadelphia later today after practice for a Wednesday night face-off at 7 o'clock, and that's what's trending. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. If you're not following Nick Ackridge on Twitter from Pro Football Focus, he's a really good follow. He has a terrific breakdown of his preseason, in fact, pre-draft comments on Sam Howell and a handful of plays from this game this past week that I think you'll find interesting in terms of how Howell played uh, in the game this week. PFF underscore uh, Nick Ackridge is how you find him on Twitter. Educate yourself a little bit. Let's get back to some of the phone calls. Hoping to hear from Ron Rivera, top of the hour, as his end-of-season presser with Martin Mayhew. And remember, they're kind of in limbo as well. It's going to be. It's kind of like what Mike Rizzo has been going through in this offseason with the Nationals. You're you're assuming there's maybe a sale somewhere down the road. You've been told to proceed business as usual. And you would assume, at least for now, that's what Ron, Martin Mayhew, Marty Herney are going to do with this Washington organization, unless they're told differently uh, by somebody at some point. Line three, Junior's in Fort Meade. What's up, Junior? Good morning, fellas. Junior. Pete, I'll have a quick question for you after I'm done yelling at Chris. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Chris, you 30%, said. that's just so stupid. Okay, He's like most coaches in the league. Whenever you have guys on your team that you know you can't run your system, they don't change their system. He constantly ran that stupid bubble screen that worked 5% of the time. Running out of shotgun worked 2% of the time. When did he ever try to change his offense to fit the personnel that he had? Last year, they told the – Taylor Heineke, his main asset, which was his legs, to stop running so he didn't get hurt. So instead of trying to fix his scheme to work around what he did, they tried to change him. And how did that work out? So sitting there saying that they couldn't run the plays or they weren't doing it well enough, well, he knew what he had in Taylor Heineke. He brought him to Minnesota. He brought him to Carolina. But he knew what he was, yet he changed nothing about his scheme to try to fit what he did well. And the one thing that he did do well, they told him don't do last year. So I don't know what you're talking about, 30% of his – what is it, five teams in the league that might, you could say that might have that stud quarterback can go out there and win in any scheme? There's not many of those guys out there. He's like every other coach that doesn't try to change his scheme to fit the personnel he has. And then to sit there and say, well, it's not his fault, only 30%. Well, last year they had a really good offensive line, and they still couldn't do anything. So to sit there and say that it's the offensive line, it's the quarterback, of course it is. But you have to change your scheme to try to fit your personnel. Am I wrong about that? Uh, you, you're not totally wrong. It, it's It's – you can tweak your system. You don't totally change your system. There is no total change when okay, you have Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke, two different quarterbacks. Andy Reid changed his system to fit Alex Smith from two, and then changed it back to fit what Patrick Mahomes did. So don't tell me you don't change it. Yes, you do. Great coaches change it. Kyle Shanahan changes it when he had Matt Ryan to now he has Brock Purdy. So they do change it. It's not a tweak from Matt Ryan to Brock Purdy. So to sit there and say they don't change it is wrong. Jay Gruden did it 
when he had Josh Johnson for that one game, he changed everything to fit what Josh Johnson could do. So you make adju- they, you make adjustments. Do you don't do total wholesale changes, though. Oh, adjustments. I okay. mean, Scott Turner could have done a better job adjusting. I'll give you that. I, I mean, yeah, adjust. I'll give you that. Throwing those stupid bubble screens that he couldn't oh, do. Oh, I, listen. I mean, I, th- there were a lot of things that were stupid. Okay, <laughs> there were a lot of things that were stupid. Number one was going and thinking Carson Wentz was going to be uh, like he was in 2017 again. That was stupid. You know, so I, I, a lot I mean, of things were stupid. Yeah. Exactly. But, but to say that is 30%, and I'm not saying it's all him all right. because, it, so, you know, it's not it's not all him because I'm assuming that it was Ron Rivera's final decision to get Carson Wentz, but I, I have to believe that he went to Scott Turner and said, can you win with this guy? And Scott Turner had to say yes. I don't believe he would have gone out and did what he did and then say no, we can't win with them, and still trade it for him. I can't – I find that very hard to believe. Yeah. All right, thank you, Junior. Appreciate you, uh, as always. We've got to take a break. Uh, Ron Rivera allegedly coming up top of the hour. We'll let you hear some of that, and then we'll get your reaction to it. So if you're on hold, stay there. We'll hear from the head coach of the Washington football team with General Manager Martin Mayhew coming up in a moment right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.